Hello. My name is Dr. Mercurio Arborea, and I am the founder of the Arborea Institute. Through our unique blend of benign pharmacology, sensory therapy, and energy sculpting, we can guide you to a new, better, happier you. You're about to embark on a great journey. Let the new age of enlightenment begin. What is at stake is more than one small country. It is a big idea. A new world order. It's no longer a theory. What I'm about to say is fact. The secret organizations of the world power elite are no longer secret. They have planned and are now leading us into a one-world communist government. Welcome useless eaters to the Odd Man Out podcast, where we talk about hidden history, deep political policy, occult deconstruction, economics, religion, and philosophy. I'm your rabbit hole aficionado, the Odd Man. Welcome. The affirmative task we have now is, uh, is to actually... Um, uh, create uh, uh, a new world order. Public policy could itself become the captain of a scientific, technological elite. And when that first cocaine was smuggled in on a ship, it may as well have been a deadly bacteria so much as it hurt the body, the soul of our country. But take my word for it, this scourge will stop. What's up, oddities? I am super stoked to bring you the guests this week. Yes, I said guests. I'm finally having more than one, so I'm super excited about that. Uh, but one of the guests is a returning guest. I think that's my first returning guest so far. Oh, wow. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, that. absolutely. It's New York Patriot, guys. I had great feedback from our show last week, and I have to say... I'm super excited because you and your co-host Lux, your show's Occult Rejects is like my favorite new show. And, and I don't listen to a lot of podcasts anymore. That's so, awesome. You need, well, to, you need to start listening to more of where your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, thanks, but I really appreciate that. That, yeah, that, that's, that means a lot. Believe me. That's very, very humbling. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah th thank you. And, and thanks, Lux, for coming on, man. I um, The reason I like you guys so much is because I want something real, you know, and, and there's all these podcasts out there, you know, like countless podcasts. And I don't want to listen to people talk about Bigfoot or, you know, no offense to anybody, but putting salt on their doorstep and, and different things like that. I mean, there may be some truth to all these different things, but like, I feel like a lot of these shows and the conspiracy community just have people on uh, to have somebody on to fill space a lot of times. And a lot of it's kind of the same old same. And I'm not trying to say that my show's like super awesome or anything like that, but you guys are real and you're bringing, bringing information that uh, most people wouldn't otherwise know. And to the degree you're bringing it, it, it makes it also different because like I said, um, I know a little bit about symbology, but um you know, you guys know so much more. And so I really appreciate what you're doing. Thank oh, sure. You. Yeah. Thank you. 
Well, Lux, uh, since I had Patriot on last week, he gave his background. Uh, I know it probably gets old, but would you mind kind of giving us just a little bit of background on uh, how you came to the point you are right now? Um, sure. As far as uh, how far do you want me to go back? Well, like how you got into uh, the Order of the Golden Dawn and um, mm-hmm. kind of, uh, you know, why you left kind of the things that led you to kind of say, OK, I'm kind of getting out of this situation. Uh, Sure. So I was raised in the Nazarene church and uh, my family was very, very devout Christians. And I just sort of growing up began to see things that I was questioning, contradictions that I would notice. And um, so I would say that, you know, once I was out of the house, I more or less turned away from Christianity and really kind of went down the rabbit hole a couple years later, um, investigating the occult, just looking into it, trying to get, you know, dip my toe in to figure out what it was all about, because I felt like there were some correlations between Christianity and occultism. Um, I also was practicing Buddhism for a while, but I ended up getting, you know, so invested in the occult that I decided I wanted to join um, a secret society or a magical order because I wanted structure. I wanted to be able to have some linear path that I could start here and have people that I could, you know, ask questions to and have resources about the occult. So I had done a lot of shopping around and I had reached out to a bunch of different orders um, and finally decided on the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn and um, tried to find uh, the best lineage I could because, um, you know, everyone sort of claims that they are the authentic order and uh, that's, that's not always true. So Uh, I went with the Golden Dawn and um, I applied, went through about a year vetting process. Um, They wanted to know everything about me. And so after that was done, I was invited for initiation and um, it was out of state. So I had, you know, driven to, uh, to the location and was given where I was supposed to be probably about an hour before um, we were to meet. And so I get to, it was a restaurant. And um, so, they, you know, of course, even vetted me there even more. Um, and then I had my initiation uh, that, no, it was the following night. And then um, after time went on, I began to see, well, first of all, I'll, I'll tell you right off the bat that during initiation, I, I, something was not right. Uh, I've always had a pretty strong discernment, I think. Um, I think it might be something that sort of runs in my family a little bit because my a lot of my family has it too, but it's like sort of able to feel or sense uh, what's in the air. And I could just tell that something was not quite right. Now, I had expressed foolheartedly before initiation that uh, there was no way that I wanted to get involved in any type of black magic. Um, or really even gray magic. Uh, and I wanted to uh, stay as far away from Crowley type material as possible. And they just assured me, sure. Oh, I absolutely. Oh, you know, we, we kicked him out so long ago. Oh. And as time went on, I began to notice sort of red flags. Um, just things that I would see about people, um, things I would find in my curriculum, because it's very, very curriculum based. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty much like going to college or school. I mean, it takes up a good majority of your day. 
And um, I noticed one day that I started to see references to different orders than my own in our paperwork and in our you know, documents and stuff. And about that time, yeah, we, I also found out that we were gonna be going to Masonic lodges to do rituals. And I was really confused about that because I was wondering, wait, what in the world are we doing going to a Masonic lodge if we're the Golden Dawn? So right there, that's you know, another flag. And eventually what happened is um, I found a link to see they had told me already uh, during initiation that there was an inner order to the golden dawn and that if i worked hard enough i could get there and i was all about that i mean i really i went hard you know in the in the occult sense i really took it very very seriously because i i could notice changes that were happening in my life and so i find this link and it doesn't come it doesn't lead me to the inner order i was told about it leads me to another order and that order was just ranting and raving about how much they loved Crowley and all of this stuff <laughs> so I immediately you know it hair on the back of my neck stood up and I started to reach out to leadership and to other people around me and say hey is this like a it's like a wrong link we've got on here and I could never <laughs> I could never get a straight answer at all. And then eventually, um, because of me just digging and researching, I found out that it, it was actually the inner order to the inner order. <laughs> and um, I decided I wanted to leave. So um, at first I thought I was gonna take a hiatus, but I really, you know, they, they tried to talk me into that, but I told them that um, it just wasn't possible for me to continue. So I asked for my name to be removed and all the paperwork to get out, which took a little while. And that's, uh, that's about the story. When they offered a hiatus, did you still have to pay the dues though? No. no. Oh, at the OTL, when I first tried to leave, I mentioned something about that. And they're like, Oh, they gave it like a leave of absence or something like that. Right. But, but you're do but you're, even though the lodge was closed because of COVID mm -hmm. and they, they still expect you to pay dues. That's you don't have to pay that now, but it's going to be like a bill when you decide yeah. to come back. Yeah. <laughs> you tell me I still got to pay too, even though I'm telling you I want to, you know, step out for a while. It's like a layaway. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'll, 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 just, I'll just sign the paperwork and get the hell out. Fuck you. Right. And I mean, it was very interesting to me that they tried so hard to really keep me in. I mean, it, it, it was a lot of effort, but I mean, I had also spent so much money during that whole time. I don't think that they I think they knew I wasn't going to spend any more. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard you uh, talk about how expensive it is to uh, to be a part of that. I was really surprised because I, I never really thought too much about that. But uh, I have heard um, a couple people who were Masons say that even that's fairly expensive, and uh, of course, very time consuming. So, sure. Yeah, that's it's, it's and a friend of mine, I will say an acquaintance who was a Mason, he worked his way up to through the Blue Lodge and then he joined the Scottish Rite. Now I'm not sure how far he went in the Scottish mm -hmm. Rite, not not real high. I think he was only in there maybe a year or so. But um, he said when he quit that uh, they were very persistent on trying to get him to stay, and yeah. even uh, showed up at his house a couple of times, but. 
not, not really in an intimidating way, but just in a way that made him kind of uncomfortable. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, I, like we talk about all the time. I think one of the most important aspects of secret societies for the people in power or the power structure itself is that they know that they've got so many different orders out there that it's sort of like, even if you're interested in the occult a little bit, you'll find a home. Oh. And Yep. You know, and they can keep you there where they want you. Know, that way they can kind of get you, a, a, you know, they can always make sure that you're not stepping out of line too much. And those who really don't kind of get into the darker stuff sort of say where, stay where they are. And, and secret societies are perfectly content with that because they still got you under the thumb and you're giving them money. So that, make, that makes sense. And, you know, kind of reminds me from hearing you guys talk about your time there and how you guys felt kind of like they were keeping you kind of in, in, in a place. And, and of course there's this hidden higher realm of the adepts or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, it almost reminded me, and maybe this sounds silly, but um, I feel like talk radio because I used to be a huge talk radio guy. And I feel like uh, once I started learning that there was this other world to politics and all these hidden things and different groups were connected and, you have groups like the Council on Foreign Relations that has, you know, both Democrat and Republicans. And I was right. like, you know what? They their job is kind of like the media's job, the mainstream media. It's kind of like on a basic level, they want to, to make people think they're informed, but they don't they don't really give them enough information to make any significant changes in their lives. And right. so it kind of seems like the same old thing, you know, is is this this uh, higher level. They're trying to make you feel like you know things, so you won't, hoping you won't question it even deeper, you know? You know what I mean? Yes, yes, exactly. That's, I mean, me and Lux have even said that with, you know, stuff in magic. There is, like, whatever the public thinks it is, and there'll be a little bit more of a deeper idea that's probably what, like, 80% of the people on the lodges think. And then there's even more of a deeper explanation that will explain more things of what it really is that, like, very little actually know. Right. There's like so many, that's why like sometimes you can see like, oh, this symbol is like, you know, has so many meanings. It's because there's just so many different bullshits of variation that was, you know, used probably instead of the truth. Yep. Yep. And I, I mean, some, I mean, even when you go up to, you know, we've been researching uh, Royal Ark masonry mm -hmm. lately, which is one of the, I mean, it's like the top, 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 top yeah. and um, of masonry. And I mean, even during that initiation, I mean, there's a YouTube video that even explains it from the order themselves. And they're doing like this mock initiation. And then the initiate gets up there and essentially the guy above him is like, yeah, so we, we haven't been telling you the truth the whole time. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we, we told you this symbol meant this. And we told you that this meant this, but actually it's this. So, I mean, <laughs> it's always the bait and switch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it seems like because I've read quotes by uh, Manly P. Hall and Albert Pike, you know, these Rosicrucians and Freemasons and and they're great writers and philosophers and everything. But they, they're pretty clear about how it's a secret society within a secret society. And, and you know, only the adepts are going to know certain things. And and it's like, I don't know if I was a Mason, if I didn't know that to begin with, yeah, that wouldn't be a big deal, but to know that and then still want to be a part of it, I would kind of be pissed that they were lying to me a little yeah, bit. Right. 
because I'd be like, well, how can I trust them and how can I keep, uh, you know, keep with this this uh, institution and keep paying the money and be a part of it, knowing they may be still lying to me? Yeah. Well, you know, what's wild in the in the um, in the OTO degrees, I could say from like Minerval, you know, and then first and second, I could definitely say that even there, there are always these um, things showing you to. All right. The first the first uh, Minerval. There is a mention of like, you know, believing in yourself. Then the first one, second degree, there is still even more of that. And it's actually kind of pushed as like, you know, uh, you, you should only be trusting in yourself and you shouldn't be relying on anybody else. Then in the second one, they push that actually far enough to where, you know, they, they do an event to where people push you into a pool as proving that you should not trust others. And then they have you, uh, and, and that's because of uh, basically what it was that they're asking you to drink out of a well. Um, if you would have looked down enough and not just drank where the person told you to drink from, you would have seen that there was like a bottle of champagne hanging from the side of the well. Instead, you went to go try to look into it and they pushed you in. Then they ask you to do something else and you're supposed to turn this screw down on your finger until like it starts to hurt. And then they show you, well, you could have stuck your thumb in the bottom piece, which you didn't notice there was a hole down here. And then screwed it down and you never would have had to touch your thumb. In my opinion, what they're telling you right there is believe yourself and not everything is made as it seems. So they're even almost telling you probably that you're being mind fucked this way up unless you actually realize what we're telling. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's where that's what it sounds like to me from, you know, the Freemasonry that, I, that I've studied. And it's like, uh, you know, they it's just amazing how it's so layered and it's just, it's almost never ending like that morals and dogma book that Pike wrote, you know, it's like over 800 pages. And honestly, the, the more I've read of it, it, he contradicts himself quite a few times in there. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you start to wonder well, what is the truth? And then he tells you, well, there is no more, there's no truths. There's no uh, moral absolutes. But then he talks about, uh, you know, morals and other parts of it and things that they have to swear to, like you have to swear to uh, always uphold, you know, your brother in, in masonry, always defend him, always do business with a mason if you uh, can at all. But even in those higher degrees, they get pretty specific about um, they kind of equate it as like you're a soldier in a, in a war. And they tell you in one one of the degrees, I think I want to say it's the twenty third degree you're a soldier in a war and you have to you swear an oath that you will fight in that war and all and never question masonry and so right. there's at least four or five times in morals and dogma where it basically is telling you you cannot question masonry no matter what <laughs> so you, know, you do that in the in the oto they, you, oh, can get, wow. you can get baptized and confirmed and if you get confirmed you are stating that you are a soldier of horse Wow. And that, and that, like, if the new Aeon came to come, I'd be part of, like, the army, basically. Yeah. Soldiers for Horus. I mean, I, <clears throat> I didn't to take the shit too literal. It was, it was, I had to be baptized and confirmed if I wanted to be in the Gnostic Mass. So I was just like, fuck it, I'll just play the role and sign the paper. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, they're really fucking churching this one up. <laughs> I was like, well, oh, are these serious? Like, do I get a spear? <laughs> <laughs> get a fucking shield. Right. Choose my weapon. Yeah. yeah right. 
<laughs> I got some NNL, and then he can give you magical names. And I got some guy next to me coming out with like Drakkar or some crazy shit. Oh, like, fuck, I've never even seen the dude in my life. He was like some regular. He wasn't even a member. He was just like because you could do that without being a member. And I was like, yo, this is the type of fucking shit that's going on right now. <laughs> well, something else. So we've been researching lately. Um, you know, because uh, masonry is just a massive body. And uh, I think generally they they like to give the impression that um, that masonry, Scottish Rite, York Rite, that they're sort of the, the two entities of, of masonry. And then that there are, you know, different groups that are sort of adjacent to it or something. But what what we've been researching is that, you know, when so in, after you get your what was it, your 33rd degree in masonry, I think they changed it up, not when was it New York Patriot? They tra- changed it so you could be just a master mason. Oh, yeah. They went down from the 33rd down to the third. <laughs> to the third? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, what you, what Big drop. you, you can, yeah, seriously. You can, after you get done these degrees in masonry, you can then go into the Shriners. But you can't be a Shriner without being a mason first. Mm. Now, once you have been a Shriner, there are actual two or three, we're still figuring this out. There are two inner orders of Shrinerism. One is called the Royal Order of Jesters, which they are the most vile, disgusting, depraved uh, men-child yeah, that, you could, yeah, that's that really you could possibly be. I mean, it's, and then there's another order called the Order of Q, or the Order of Quetzalcoatl. Now, even in the initiation of the jesters, so remember, you got to be a mason first, got to go through all that, then you get then you get to be a shriner. But then if you want to go into either the order of Q or the jesters, you have to be hand-picked. You cannot apply. You have to be, it's invite only. Now, in the initiation for the jesters, the jesters come right out and say in the initiation that you are not supposed to investigate another jester, no matter what they've done. Jesters do not investigate other jesters. So I think that says all, all that you really need to know from there, you know? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Considering a lot of them all had something to do with law that we found stuff on. Yep. You know, cops, lawyers, judges. I mean, they are, they're all tied into stuff. CIA. Yeah. And that, that goes back to those guys that, you know, uh, I think I was talking to Patriot on another show that when people ask me about the, you know, my problem with the Masons, and I say the main problem is the, the swearing of oaths to one another, because depending on if they're people in positions of power, uh, you know, judges, Supreme Court justices, I know uh, phoenixfreemasonry.org is a good site, and they have a list of past Supreme Court justices who've been confirmed Masons. And uh, that's terrifying, you know, because they are supposed to always side with the brother. And yep. uh, and, and, and you're thinking about world leaders and, and colonels and generals and, and people even in the private sector who are at the top of these industries. Uh, it's it's pretty, pretty scary to think that they could be, you know, sworn to one another to uphold one another and go along with one another and not hold one another accountable for any mm-hmm. reason whatsoever. Right. Yeah. You know how great that works, that that works so genius is because like, even if let's say you're a person who doesn't even agree with the shit, but if you can actually uh, talk yourself into like co-signing it and not saying anything, 
If you can justify that to yourself, that right there, then plants the seed in your head that that shit is not that bad. And two years from now, you could actually be fucking doing it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And like back to uh, what we were saying about the, um, you know, the, the kind of a soldier aspect to some of this and warrior aspect, you know, what, if you're sworn by an oath to always defend and always protect your brothers, what if they do go to war, start, start some kind of uh, government? And, and I, yeah. I, I keep seeing in these older Masonic books, they call it the order constantly, you know, and of course you're talking about the order of gestures and the order of, um, what was the other one? Um, Q. Q, yeah. So it, it, it's, you think about new world order and maybe that's a stretch, but, you know, a lot of Masons have been high up in government. We know you know some of the signers of the declaration of independence were masons and so Mm -hmm. it's kind of scary to think about that uh (laughs) what if they are or do one day form a a government and an order that is all inclusive with all these different secret societies joining one another that would be a pretty powerful force because you know even though they're not quite as uh, prevalent as they used to be still a, a large number of people i would think you know Sure. I, when I got into the OTO, I even started thinking like, ah, oh, Masons really probably isn't all that bad because for the most part, you don't, um, and with Masons, not until you really get higher up, did I know anybody that could even, that was in the OTO even talk about magic. They had to be very high up. So I didn't think it was like really all that, that bad. But then uh, once I started getting into this stuff with Lux, I was like, yo, geez, this shit's crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, and you can tell by far, by the stuff that they do or the, the 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 emblems that they use or the logos like they are they someone knows something you know of occult knowledge and actual mallet magic i'm not saying that all these people are they could just be like henchmen mm-hmm. but somewhere in there that is still uh you know something something to do with what's going on i think mm-hmm. yeah when you look at the uh if you take a look at um uh george bush senior he was in one of the inner orders um it's one of the much, much lesser known orders uh, within Shrinerism called the Order of the Cooties. <laughs> um, and then you have uh, Ronald Reagan was a jester. Uh, so you can see, I mean, and the list goes on and on and on and on. We could be here all day talking about that because they're, they have, they look out for each other and they install each other into high positions of power. And um you know, a lot of people think that these inner orders are just, I don't know, I guess the occult as a whole, uh, we hear, well, isn't just the Masons a, uh, like a men's club, just a bunch of uh, you know, like old guys sitting around? Yeah, yep, some of them are. And that's because they're kept there in that one rank or that one grade. But then, you know, if you look at so the order of gestures, for example, they've gotten caught multiple times human trafficking. <laughs> and shine now you would think that as soon as they get caught trafficking people that uh they they got caught in new york they were trafficking women um and they were using them in massage parlors so they were actually having taking them to kentucky too yep brazil they've gotten caught uh luring women away from their villages and then using them for prostitution um, and this is all provable. We have legal documentation for all of it. They just like to scrub the internet clean about it. Now, if that is what's going on in the 
most inner orders of Shrinerism, then why in the hell hasn't the Shriners said, oh, well, geez, oh my God, this is so terrible. We've got to disband this order right now. We got to, mm -hmm. we got to get rid of these guys because this is a bad look for us and this is not what we're about. So why is it that they've been caught all these all of these years doing this type of stuff and Shriner, Shrinerism as a whole, as an organization has done nothing against, uh, nothing to stop it, nothing to disband them. So maybe, maybe when, maybe the whole plan and, and reality as a whole is that that's really where all the orders lead to is this type of strange, depraved, you know, um, you know, deeply occulted information that, you know, no one else is supposed to know. It's not the exception. I think that it might be more of the norm. Mm -hmm. I, I think you're probably right, man. I, I've listened to your shows about it and, and they're just fantastic. And I, I recommend everyone check out the cult rejects and check out their series on the, the Shriners, the Jesters. And uh, I mean, it's just, it's, it's horrifying because, you know, there, there's a Shriners temple here. It's, 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 I was telling uh, NY that it's on the top of the hill, probably the tallest peak in the city. It's a big place. It's a big building. And um, they're all over the place. And of course, Freemason, you know, their temples or whatever they call them, they're, they're all over the place. And, and, Maybe some of these smaller ones, there's probably not much going on there. But uh, a lot of these, you'll find that uh, people who work for your city government are a part of um, the, the lodges. And uh, it's a way to work yourself up and network. And, yeah. and that's, not that's not a bad thing unless it leads to what you're talking about. And I think that more than not, it probably does. Um, I, I worked for a Shriner. I mean, a, not a Shriner, but a, a Master Mason. Uh, Blue Lodge uh, when I was a kid like I was 17 to like 19 and he was my best friend's stepdad and uh, I think he was a pretty good guy and everything from what I know but he would not talk about anything pertaining to the Masons and that was my first kind of exposure to the Masons and I would ask him questions and he would never give me anything nothing and he told me that uh, he was married to another woman prior to being married to my friend's uh, mom for 25 years and he said i never told her a thing those all those years he said she, he used to make her so mad but at one time he ran into a fellow mason and they like ditched me quickly and went around the corner to talk and i'm like i don't know i'm just thinking i'm like what could they possibly be saying that's all that important you know but mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean it makes you wonder you know it really does oh uh, and one thing i was going to mention real quick uh Reagan was also an honorary member of, um, I think that he was awarded the 33rd degree by the, the Scottish Rite. He was awarded some kind of honorary degree. Uh, and there, there's one or two pictures you can find of it. And they're meeting him in the Oval Office. So I thought that was kind of interesting, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, we, uh, we even have a picture of him, I think, of a, with the Shrine I had on. Right oh, then. wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, in, honestly, at this point, I, I've heard a lot of guys who have been in Blue Lodges. I've known some guys who are in Blue Lodges. And, um, you know, i got to say, like, they were good guys. I know them pretty close and had a lot of moral integrity. But I think, you know, from what I, what I can get, sort of a sense is that that's the Blue Lodge is I, maybe where that ends. 
do you know? And then it mm-hmm. maybe takes a twist or turn the next next way you go up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of, we were talking about Masons. I think it's a good time to. Uh, I just kind of wanted to ask you guys a little bit about the symbology that has went on with COVID nineteen or the coronavirus, um, because. I know a lot of people talk about it, but I thought since you guys, you have a lot of knowledge about symbolism because of your experiences, uh, you know, I see the Corona, of course, is crown, you know, crown of the sun, uh, or it could stand for crown, of course, a crown of a king. But uh, the thing is with the Freemasons, you know, they're, some, some could say they're a sun cult, but I mean, that's kind of their main symbol is the sun or you know, getting to the sun, getting to light. Like I know numerous uh, levels, degrees in the initiation, they ask you like, what's your goal or where are you headed? And then you say towards the light, towards the mm-hmm. light, you know? So I see that. And I think there's, is there some kind of connection? I mean, I know that Corona, the coronavirus has been out before this whole COVID-19 thing, but you know, I know there's, is it, is it Kether? at the top of the uh, tree of life yeah or ke- ketter um and then you of course you have the uh, you have the eucharist that looks like a sun in in, in catholicism you, you have the uh the sun symbol in, for the jesuits uh right. you have the seven rays in theosophy i mean it just goes on and on and on and i can't help but not you know i can't help but think there, there's got to be some kind of connection so just kind of wondering you know, what your guys' takes are on that. Well, I mean, from the symbol, whatever that little thing is that they show you, I mean, this only, this kind of fits, I guess, if you're, you know, I know Lux thinks, or he knows that I'm into the moon matrix idea. I mean, to me, neither it looks like the moon or it would be a gray, you know, which could go with Yasod, which would still fit the moon on the, the moon on the tree of life. I mean, basically, you see that with a bunch of red triangles shooting out of it. I mean, to me, that would be like, moon matrix raging more on your fucking mind mm-hmm. yeah I, I also think that the what they they love to always talk about you know sort of the light the you know the sun you know, but uh they i i mean absolutely they're referring to a different type of light yeah mm-hmm. they're not they're not necessarily even referring to the the sun when they're talking about light right. um so it's just interesting because it sounds nice on the cover. Oh, yeah, we're seeking light. But they view it as two different types of light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, of course, you have, you know, the representation of uh, Lucifer, the light bringer. Yeah. So that's, you know, you got some of that gets worked into. So, Right. Like, you know, illumination. I mean, you see that in the... Um you know, in certain degrees of Freemasonry, of course, of course, you got the Illuminati and you got the light workers, I guess the light workers, is that the Pleiadian kind of thing? Uh, um, you know, and it's, I think if you look up Corona, it also like a synonym is like halo or aura. Right. And, uh, you know, it's also part of the eye, which would go mm-hmm. back to ocular stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <that's true. laughs> I mean, that, that eye is, a you know, that's part of the word occult. It has to do with vision. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a little play on the word, but I don't know. And it's, it's, it's no, go ahead. I, I was just going to say the, the, all of the coronavirus as a whole, COVID-19 as a whole, um, is a giant 
mass ritual. The whole thing is a the whole thing is a ritual. So from from the beginning to the end, to locking you in in your houses, to you know uh, the fit, fact that you're wearing masks that's not a mask, it's a muzzle. It's meant it's you know representing for the general public to shut up, be quiet. So it's never been about safety, um, and I mean obviously because you know Fauci changes his mind on what's true based on. <laughs> You know yeah. what? What he saw on CNN. Whatever political agenda is uh, going on, that's how COVID fits. Yeah. So I mean, the whole thing is just one mass ritual, you know. And the fact that you have the vaccine, the vaccine, the patent number, it's uh, what is it zero 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 something, and then six 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 in there. Six 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 zero zero. But it's essentially all, all zeros, and then the like, the six 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 is stands alone by its on the uh, on the uh, on the patent. Right. That's right. I forgot about that. Isn't there something to do with something called luciferase in one of the vaccines? Uh, yeah. It's just so, it's so weird, man, because it, there are, there is so much symbolism in it. And of course, I, I mean, you guys, I'm sure are aware of like just endless, endless headlines about Corona COVID or the vaccine with the number 33. It's just, I mean, somebody, uh, sent me a reddit and they'd collected the headlines and the links and there was like 50 or 60 with the the number 33 that having to do with covid and it's like i'm sure that's just probably a drop in the bucket but i don't know it's it, it almost like that thing i said to you earlier before we spoke with the whole covid how what i even said about the victory over the id right yeah could you could you the, the, speak well the seat in in hebrew which is used a lot you know, words uh, or letters could mean, you know, an ox, the back of a head, you know, a fish, a fish hook or something like that. They can mean stuff besides just that letter. It can mean a number. I also think to an extent that's done with English and uh, COVID-19, like I, there's certain letters that I think have to do with either the, the brain or the sight or something. I'm not exactly sure what the CO might be representing, but the V is to me would be neither victory or that would be the upside down triangle coming into the existence from the abyss over the id, which is, you know, your conscious, your subconscious mind, you know, mm -hmm. the 19 would be the Kether and then the moon, which would represent the technically the light reflecting off of the moon and hitting us when it really should be coming, you know, from the sun, it's being hijacked by the moon, you mm -hmm. know, the one nine again with the moon matrix. Interesting. Well, you know, the, the whole thing with the COVID, you know, and it coincides with uh, the Great Reset and the um, whatever you want to call it, the um, the new normal. But like, the, you know, the Great Reset to me, I think, is kind of like the, the Freemason logo or motto order out of chaos. It seems like they're trying to create their own order, you know, by consolidating world powers, it seems like to me anyway. And um, somebody I heard some podcast um and the lady was talking about, it was an alchemical podcast, the cracking of the egg, she termed it. And she said, that's when you go through some kind of big life change, like a life changing event. And immediately I thought about the alchemical process of um, Manly P. Hall talked about how you had to tear things down in an alchemical process sometimes to rebuild something. Mm -hmm. And that seems to be exactly what they're doing. Uh, not not just in America, but worldwide, you know, kind of 
trying to set this new new world order for a lack of a better term. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, the uh, linchpin is almost there. The linchpin is, is almost in. And that's really why we're doing what we're doing is because we're trying to get this information out to as many people as possible before that linchpin breaks. You know, I, yeah. I, I really appreciate that because there's a lot of guys out there that talk about occult things, and I don't believe they're doing it for the right reasons. And I don't think they're doing it for the reasons you guys are at all. I think they're doing it to try to look cool and say, Hey, I know this symbolism and you don't know it. Look at me. I know stuff you don't know. And, and, and I think they're using it, you know, in an egotistical way, instead of in a way that can possibly yeah. get people to help themselves. And we're showing what's going to show how people are being used by it. It's so <laughs> different. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's the only, you know what? And that's the only reason why we have to explain certain things is to show like this is how it's working on us. Mm -hmm. you know? if, if we didn't have to explain it and ple people would just believe it, I'm sure we would just leave that out. So we didn't even have to get that technical on it. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you have to give the example of being like, see, this is, you know, means this and this is what it's doing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing. I really appreciate the details that you guys go into because you know, you know how it is. The attention span of most people yeah, is not, yeah. it's just not there. But even uh, people who like podcasts, a lot of times they, you know, they needed these, these type of things, these esoteric things explained to them the way you guys do, because it's just almost impossible because we've been dumbed down so much. I mean, I only know the things I know because I've spent hours and hours, you know, researching and uh, listening to other people, lectures and different things. But most people are not, <laughs> You know, they're not going to put the time in, you know, they're busy with sports ball or, you know, whatever it is, mm -hmm. is their thing. And we got to have, you know, a getaway. But still, I mean, I think people are trying to escape too much and uh, they need to be trying to find out what the hell is really going on. Yeah. And I, I would say one thing that has certainly put us in a tough spot as a society, I would say, is the fact that the right, you know, the uh, the political right. Um, largely is, is uh, Christian. And uh, I think that they view the occult as purely satanic, purely Luciferian. So they, they don't make an endeavor necessarily to research it because it's, it might, you know, it's bad. And the, th that's really honestly the, the New World Order, I guess, biggest opposition, right, would be those on the right who want to keep families, who want to, you know, uh, uh, to keep good conservative moral values, right? Conservative yeah. values. So uh, that plays right into you know the the new world order's plan too. So yeah, see, yeah. and then the thing is with the you know, if you take conservatives, this is even worse. You know, <clears throat> you know, I think part of the plan to an extent um, with them, it's really not that hard to get them to go um, into the you know in either directions that will actually serve a purpose to. Uh, I guess the wrong side, because if you take a conservative and maybe get them corrupted, all right, now you can start getting them to the left. Now you take a conservative and now just push them a little bit more to the right. You're going to have the, author, you know, dic dictator type, you know, strict, very constrictive. Now it might be in a nicer looking world, but that's the same exact ending that the left wants is that the world will be so screwed up. They have to take over. Yeah. Mm hmm. So either way, yeah. you're going to end up going to one of those evils. It's just one's going to look prettier than the other. Yeah, it's, it's true. And it's like, 
well said because like there is a pretty fine line between the um, fundamentalism of either side you know it's it's where it, where it leads to it's pretty close to the same type of world and it seems like to me it's crazy man because like i see how the political parties have changed because i've been kind of paying pretty close attention maybe 24 years now and it's like neither of the parties i mean they almost don't even resemble what they did 24 years ago when i first started getting into them like the like the republicans now are almost the democrats from then and you know and and the the Democrats, the Democrats, I feel, have went so far to the left that it, they're about to go around the corner and start turning back to the right. It's like yeah. it's weird. And so it's hard to kind of put your finger on it. But like I think the people who have stayed like I've got a lot of friends who, um, you know, have been one way or the other politically. And they don't even realize the, the parties have changed in that 24 years because they just watch the, the, the media, you know, the mainstream media, whatever, if it's Fox or if it's MSNBC or CNN or whatever, or talk radio or Bill Maher or whatever, they don't realize how much the things have changed, you know? So they're just busy, like cheering on the, the tribe. <laughs> and right. It's like the tribe is, has left you, you know, the, 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 the leaders of the tribe <laughs> have, or have like I think, I think I told Patriot this on another show. I think almost our own parties that we most identify with are almost more dangerous to us than the, the opposition because we're always watching the opposition and we're always, you know, aware of what they're doing. And I feel like, you know, it's almost like the the leaders just have to promise us things that we want to hear. You know, tell us what we want to hear and say, "I'm one of you." You know, I've got the right letter by my name. And then say uh, ugly things about the enemy, and then they've got you. And yeah, people are not. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> if you can be a real good salesman, you don't have to pitch how great your product is. You just have to show how the competitors suck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's kind of what goes on sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I agree, man. So much. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's kind of a to, to the whole um, psychological kind of manipulation side to Corona and the great reset and everything we've been seeing for the last year or so. And there's kind of an occult kind of thing to that too. Don't you think like the, just with the, the, the psychological trickery. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And, and in like pitting people against one another and just dividing the people. And of course they they divided us by party and then race and sex. And now they're inventing other sexes and they're dividing us by those. And, it's like mm-hmm. every little thing they're trying to, to subdivide the people till we're so weak. And I guess. And it's all that, psychological stuff that doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's all ideas and feelings that, that are splitting everybody apart. Mm-hmm. It really is emotional, emotional yeah. based. Uh, I mean, like, like I haven't been to the gym in a while. And if you, if you saw me, you'd realize that quickly, but <laughs> like before, before COVID I was hitting the gym pretty hard and I was decent shape uh but they would have the tvs on you know out there at the treadmills and i oh man i hated it you know even oh though yeah looked, yeah yeah they suck no matter what was on yeah and, and like if you're watching um like and it was usually like this shit on yeah yeah they usually had cnn and um and uh ms nbc on uh, there in front of the treadmills and i'm like ah uh, but even you know i noticed something and i'm sure it's probably the same way with fox but even though they had the sound down and I had earphones in, I could tell by the way the people were talking, uh, their, their facial expressions, you know, 
-hmm. you, you get these, I, I realize it's not just what they say, it's how they say it. Yeah. It's their facial expressions. It's the lighting. There's a whole kind of, um, you know, we were talking about uh, Michael Aquino talking about how certain shapes or certain colors are used to psychologically manipulate people. And that that's, they do that stuff in the news, you know, and they do that on TV, movies, everything. Yeah. It's, it's meant to be that way. That's, oh, yeah. I mean, it's, they, they've structured everything to, to influence your mind when you don't even, when you don't even realize it. I mean, they, they are well-versed in the, uh, in um, MK ultra, how to manipulate the mind. And like I say, a lot of times magic, you know, it, magic is a lot of things, but one attribute of magic is the deep, deep understanding of human psychology. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the more that they understand human psychology and no, and others do not, the general public, they can move us wherever they want on the chessboard for, you know, their liking. And, um, one thing that does concern me, I, I would say, is that we're getting to the point now where they don't have much use for the general public anymore. I think we've consumed everything that we that they wanted us to consume. But, you know, they've got us so delusioned and so chaotic and we, people don't even understand what gender they are or what, you know, their sexual preferences. They've, they've created so much chaos and they've consolidated so much power and financially and politically, there's not really much that, you know, that they could use us for besides labor. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, um, you know, who knows? Some, some even more it's sinister like shit than that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and of course that's a, that's a kind of a, a fear of COVID uh, of the, of the vaccines, you know, is, is this either population control or is this going to cause some diseases down the road that people don't know anything about, you know, and it's terrifying, man. It's like, really 5G going to kick something in on these things in like two years. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah, you really don't. Yeah. But uh, that, that one guy, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, he, he did a great documentary. He self, he crowdfunded it. It was called um, Franken Skies. Uh, Matt Lanning. Oh, I heard of that. I heard of that actually. It's really good. You know, it's not a huge budget, but it's really good. The information and it tells you about uh, ge geoengineering and the whole history of weather modification. But he mm -hmm. talks in there about how. Um, I think he talks about it on there. He may. I may have heard an interview. But anyway, uh, you know how they have harp and they have they would shoot the uh, the particles in the air. And harp can move those particles and those particles gather clouds around them, you know, and it's mm -hmm. like if and he's talking about how, you know, there's metal in the, in the, a lot of the, the dirt in the land now and Monsanto has even created seeds who that, that are metal resistant and um, and, and if, if they could move clouds, uh, you know, because that metal is in the air, those particulates. Well, we're breathing that stuff in. And if they're shooting it into us also with these vaccines, that's terrifying. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, and they, uh, they've been doing that for, you know, such a long time too. Who knows? I mean, just look at the cancer rates. This is the cancer rates alone are, are so absurd. I mean, this, there's no way that it's not connected in some way to, you know, weather modification or geoengineering. 
in my oh, opinion, yeah. you know, and that's along with, you know, the food that we consume and things like that. Absolutely. My wife is, uh, she works in radiation oncology, you know, the cancer center here. And, and she told me yesterday, I swear to God, she had 10 patients, or nine or 10 patients scheduled yesterday. Uh, you know, they schedule in advance quite a ways sometimes. And she said, everyone but two had already died. Um, and, you know, she's seeing an uptick in brain cancers. Like the last, she's been doing this now for like 15 years and she's seeing a real uptick in brain cancers. And it's really, you know, I have to think, and she thinks that it's all these different things in the, uh, like we have all these waves in the air, you know, Wi-Fi and 5G and 4G and AM, yeah. FM, and, you know, who knows what else they're shooting in the air. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really scary, man. Yeah, I, I think the, um, I, I mean, the vaccine to me is is definitely one of the most terrifying things of all of this. I, one thing that you pointed out that I just um, almost pulled over and just like, just wanted to give you a, a big round of applause. You said, so it's like, when did the left start wanting to inject things from pharmaceutical companies into their arms? <laughs> <laughs> they were protesting the bastards 10 years ago. I mean, yeah. look. And now they're lining up, to, and what? And and Trump yeah. is the one. Trump Trump is the one who you know developed or you know pushed the vaccine so so fast with warp speed. Yeah, they they hated Trump, didn't trust anything he did, and then now are lining up to go get the that exact vaccine. <laughs> so it's, so <laughs> what, it's insanity. It is. It's it's like there's no common sense now like the, the two herds you know masses are so easily controlled and um you know no, like with, with that about i hear you, you can go ahead i'm sorry oh no, no i was just gonna say with biden you know if you think about it like i post you know he's been a, a politician for decades you know and in the there was it late 80s or early 90s he his first run he was caught uh making speeches he was plagiarizing people and he plagiarized uh, like three or four different world leaders. Yeah. And then he lied on video in an interview about his uh, college uh, grades. And so they that killed his whole presidential chances. Like they, they made fun of him, like numerous news stories about it. They even and, put him lying about like how what he was doing, like with the during some racial thing going on. He, oh, said he said he involved in a, in a protest. And then he said, no, I worked at like some, you know, fucking, I don't know, some country club shit with black people. I don't remember what he said. He said he marched How in the protests. He, he said he marched in the uh, in Selma, I believe. Uh, yeah, he admits to marching. And then at one point, I think he says that he was like, no, he didn't. But he had worked at some pool club or something. And the little black, he was like, oh, all black pool club. Oh, so the corn pop, corn pop. I don't know, but what, yeah, he contradicted him. That makes no sense. Yeah. Well, and then there's the other one uh, that uh, somebody's made this great collage on uh, YouTube of him talking about the Biden crime bill. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but uh, I had no idea, man. I mean, he, he mentions the Biden crime bill probably 12, 15 times in that compilation. And he's at one point he's bragging. He's like, He's like, uh, you know, Republicans, they say that uh, Democrats go easy on crime. He's like, my new bill will make it where the death penalty or 51 offenses will qualify for the death penalty. And I'm like, 
dude, how could Democrats support this guy? <laughs> you know, that's yeah. supposed to be, I mean, he's really everything that they should be against for the most part. And he's co a corporatist and everything else, but it's like nothing, nothing matters anymore. You know, as long as yeah. you've got that right letter by your name, that's all that matters. Uh, people have totally forgotten about the Clarence Thomas uh, confirmation where Biden used the N-word on the floor of the Senate. Oh, wow. I didn't know about that. <laughs> um, uh, what about the uh, there's tons of interviews with him during when everything was being pushed for uh, sort of like um, ground groundbreaking, um, like, um, I guess, gay rights and marriage. He is on CNN talking about how he doesn't believe that we should be doing anything about these, you know, about uh, the gay marriage because there's way more important things that they need to focus on. And he, the whole interview, he's just upset, angry, mad, and just is making fun of the fact that they're even talking about uh, gay marriage. And it's, where's that clip now? I haven't seen that one on CNN during the 2020s, <laughs> like, during the election, you know, I mean, <laughs> that's crazy. I, you know, and there's, there's another one where he's before the Senate uh, talking about how he wrote the Patriot Act. And he said, it wasn't called the Patriot Act, but that's, he said that uh, some guy, I forget who he was now said the Patriot Act is going to be the bill that you wrote in 96 word for word. And I'm like, dude, Democrats hated the Patriot Act. And, and honestly, it's a pretty horrible legislation mean, it's bad legislation it's it's you know it's really tyrannical yeah but uh <laughs> you know he, he's bragging about writing it and it's like no accountability so right <sighs> oh yeah he even said it and this isn't out of brotherly love he said what <laughs> he even mentions to being like how like um you know that basically when he was like even saying something like these people just have they they, they can't be helped mm. I you know, saw yeah. that. He, he yeah. says yeah. he says not even in a liberal brotherly love way. He says he says you know that that's a nice idea. He says no, but they basically just need to go to jail. Yeah, he said I don't was it I don't want my children to be to oh, grow up in a predators. racial jungle. Yeah, yep. yeah, racial jungle. I think he said. <laughs> and yeah, and, and when he's talking about he's like locked them up forever or something like they can never be around society. And it's so obvious that he's talking about African-Americans. I mean, there's no yeah. question and how they could support him. I mean, it's just, it just shows you how easily the people can be fooled, you know? And, yeah. and, you know, I, like I, I think I talked to uh, NY about this, about, about uh, Trump, how, you know, when he got a, a started running, I realized pretty quickly that he had, uh, and I understand the appeal because he was, he had all this, you know, uh, personality and everything like that and he was different but like he had uh, done a, a lot of business with George Soros took like a 160 million dollar loan for Trump Tower mm -hmm. and, and all kinds of stuff but it's like nothing all that stuff goes out by the wayside once the people start running you know and, and no matter who the, the the candidate is even if the the party doesn't like him they're gonna put push him when he when he is the candidate they will push him no matter what so it's yeah. kind of like does any of this mean anything really? Is this just sports? You know, it's it. Uh, yeah, a little political theater. Yeah, yep. but but they get us worked up, you know. And they play on our emotions, and it's it's really hard to escape it. I mean, I'll even put it this way, you know, because of being on Instagram or Twitter, I do follow back the people that follow me, so I see their stuff. 
Um, you know, people normally, from, from what I've seen, because of everything that's been going on, people on the right tend to like make jokes and shit on people that have all these different types of labels and names and sexual identities they want to uh, call themselves. You know, it's normally a, a good thing uh, to, you know, a good funny meme or, you know, let's discredit this person because they're a sexual deviant. That's, you know, you see that uh, oftenly. But now all of a sudden, because uh, Kate, whatever fucking Jenner or whatever, goes up there and has conservative values, supposedly. I'm seeing memes and shit about, oh, I'd vote for him or her yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but you, but uh, go look in your fucking feed. Two weeks ago, you were probably shitting on a fucking transvestite or laughing at somebody's meme. Yeah. <laughs> now all of a sudden, this is okay because this motherfucker said some conservative shit you liked. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Like, where and, the fuck does that come from? <laughs> it, yeah. And by the same token, you know, uh, you know, Trump was the first you know, pro-gay, pro-gay marriage uh, president. And he, mm -hmm. you know, and those conservatives loved him and the Democrats hated him. And it's like, right. I don't know. It's just so crazy, man. There's like, like facts don't matter, you know? Well, and what something that we really have been talking about a lot on the podcast is, you know, the it's definitely been a plan to push us into this direction where we are just so overwhelmed with everything that it just creates the uh like the epitome of a culture that is living in fear yeah and chaos and um you know i mean under those conditions they can do whatever they want and so you know you now you have conservatives like new york patriot was saying everyone everyone is sort of deciding what their truth is and uh the power structure loves that because then it means that there is no real truth and if there's no real truth then there's no way for us to get out of this. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, there, there's a, a famous quote. I think he, he was a CIA chief. I want to say William Colby uh, or William Cohen, but he says, we'll know that the program is complete when no one believes what the news says or something like that, or no one believes the official story. And I feel like that's, we're getting close to that. I mean, I, I think that, there are people who want to believe the official story because it just goes along with their party. But I think even deep down, a lot of the super partisan people know that a lot of the crap that they're being told is BS, but they, they want to believe it, you know? Yeah. And it's not, and the, the really scary thing, uh, but also pretty funny is that, you know, even in secret societies, those, most of those people are no different because New York Patriot, he had so much, uh, of an issue with a political agenda being pushed in the OTO. Yeah. It was just, well, it was just quite obvious that those were like the type that fit in there. And it actually goes against how ceremonial magic or magicians should be. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't, shouldn't be of that type of mindset. So, you know, emotionally and, you know, labels and triggers. So why is it okay for all these you know people to hear? Yeah. So, so the people that are doing, the great work, right? The occult work that's supposed to make you a better person. It's supposed to make you, you know, learn things about yourself, but yet they got triggered so hard at, at the George Floyd thing. Didn't they have like a zoom conference like yes. a day later? Yeah. yeah. Or that day. Yeah. 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 So the OTO is having, uh, you know, zoom meetings about political events. And that's, I mean, obviously they're so emotion-based that they haven't done any work on themselves. That's yeah. the way that they react. This, this is a perfect example of, of how I will explain um, the, you know, an average probably OTO mindset 
and a ceremonial magician. Uh, you could look at yourself and, you know, maybe, maybe start looking at yourself a little bit. You're going to scratch the surface and you're going to admit to yourself that I have like some fucking oversexual or something, something sexual. Now, the magician would be like, what's wrong with me that I feel that I need to do that to get feelings? This OTO person will be like, oh, I just need to identify that and live it. Yeah. That's how fucking retarded it is. <laughs> that must be my will. So I need to get more in touch with it. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sure your will isn't getting banged out by a train of people at an OTO conference. I'm almost positive that's probably not your truth. <laughs> and that shit goes on. That shit goes on at their Noticons. They get hotel rooms and they do shit like that there. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's, it's sad because, yeah, like you guys are saying, I mean, of all the people that should understand all this, all this propaganda that we're being inundated with, it should be people who are studying the occult because, you know, some of those uh, techniques are certainly occultic, you know, and it's sad that uh, it just goes to show that human beings are so controlled yes. by our emotions. It's really tough to, it's really tough to overcome and most will never overcome it, you know, and, I mean, and it's sad, but another crazy example, you can look at the great reset one side and the great awakening on the other side. It's the fucking same shit. Yeah. <laughs> but just neither one of them realize it because they're picking their delusional version of it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the same exact fucking thing that they're going towards. Well, yeah. Take, Take, uh, take the sixth, for example, during the insurrection. Remember the insurrection? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we point out in the, in the podcast a couple times that the, uh, there was a guy there called the Q Shaman, and he did, a, he did an actual chaos ritual on the floor of the house. Verbatim. Yeah. Verbatim. He's the outfit and everything. Yep. And he's standing between the pillars. He took yep. his. So he's wow. performing this he's performing this war chaos ritual and the right is holding him up like he's a hero and they it's he's doing it right in front of them to usher in this new aeon this you know chaotic state and they just the right is none the wiser and they wow. even had the sacrifice someone died yep. wow yep. That's, that's amazing blood was that's amazing man yeah, and, and, and people people it's part of the plan yeah. And, and uh, it's like uh, I was saying a while back, you know, you read like Alice Bailey from, you know, Lucius Trust and uh, Theosophy and uh, different like even Albert Pike and stuff. And they're talking about this, uh, the plan. They, they, Alice Bailey talked about the plan, the plan all the time in her writings. And she, you know, was in bed with the United Nations and, and Lucius Trust still runs the United Nations Library. And mm-hmm. um, so you've got these, these people talking about this, this new, this new age or whatever you want to call it. And <clears throat> excuse me. And so the right traditionally are against the UN and Alice Bailey and, and that, those kind of things. Yet, you know, Q brings it in and is talking exactly about the same thing, the thousand years of peace and the Gisara and Nessara or whatever. And the, and the, you know, and this, um, what do they call it? The, the great awakening. And it's like, yeah, it's the same thing, guys. I mean, you're being tricked, you know, it's, I wish yeah. that, you know, that that whole thing could come together and there would be peace and prosperity and everything. But, but if they're using it against us to fool us, I mean, you know, it's, 
You know, and you know what would be amazing? This is the whole thing. The left and the right don't even have to agree on anything. All they have to, well, to agree with each other. All they have to do is like, you know what? I'm just not going to listen to any of the bullshit from either side of you anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when you actually start spending more time with your fucking self, maybe you'll actually start to change and you'll start seeing people to actually just come together with the same ideas on their own because they've all changed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, from within, not from without. Yeah. That's I mean, everything, but we can't let that happen. And you're right. And the more they're openly talking about the plan. I mean, they've talked about this for a very long time. Hell, I mean, I don't know. Have you studied much of the uh, Georgia Guidestones? Not much, but I, I'm familiar with a few of the phrases on there. So they were erected anonymously. Um, there is uh, a placard there that has Masonic symbolism on it. Uh, I think it does say, uh, you know, some, something for the new age or, but it's, it's been directly connected uh, now to the Masons. Now, what, what it says on those tablets is maintain humanity under, what is it, 500 million? I think so. I think and so. A per- yeah. Perpetual it's, balance. It's not, it's not a good number compared to what's here now. <laughs> right. Perpetual balance with nature. Then it's like uh, guide reproductive reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity, unite humanity with a living new language, rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Now, oh wow, that sounds good, right? But this this is the word play that they're able to to use in order to accomplish the goal. They can't come right out and say, you know what? Look, we want to depopulate the entire planet, right? <laughs> like, so what, what they do is they'll say, you know, in perpetual balance with nature. Oh, well, what does that mean? That sounds a lot to me like the Green New Deal. You know, you're uh, you're sacrificing s- some of the, everything that you would normally have in your life in order to accommodate nature. But it's really not for the, the, the actual, you know, uh, global warming issues or anything it's just so that they can have more control over your daily life and yeah. that they can control everything you do and people would say oh well you know this this got georgia guidestones they uh that's probably just some one wacky group well if you go to what is called <laughs> the, the bowl if you go to what's called the illuminati ball.com i i really really suggest all your listeners go check it out right now this is this is the Illuminati, uh, whatever, you know, if it's actually the Illuminati, it could be a bunch of Masons or Rosicrucians or whatever, but they all go to this ball, this party once a year, and they do all of these occult rituals, they're having sex, I mean, they're... they're it looks like Eyes Wide Shut. It looks exactly like Eyes Wide Shut, because if you go to this and website... You pictures and everything, and you can't even take pictures of it and tell you they'll prosecute you. Yeah, if you go to this website and you take a look, they are showing you everything that they're doing. They're showing it's right there. And you know, on the very last page, what does it have? It has the Georgia Guidestones on it. Wow. Now, Jeez. now who, who owns the IlluminatiBall.com? The Rothschilds. Wow. And they, cor- they cordially invite you to come to, to New York to a hidden location where you're, you'll be blindfolded and your cell phone will be taken away from you in order to have a night full of uh, passion and curiosity. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I think even at one point because I, I sent it to my brother. I was like, "Yo, you gotta check this out." He's like, "Yo, the fuck, I ain't eating nothing blindfolded." So I, mean, I don't. That might even be in there too. Maybe you gotta eat blindfolded. I didn't read all of it. I was just kind of like interested in like the the, the video stuff. But I mean, sure, wow. I'm not eating something blindfolded either. No way. There's no way, man. You know the um, Rothschilds. There's that one picture of. I forget the main guy. He's really old. He looks like the Simpsons, Simpsons character, <laughs> uh, but uh, he's with uh, the Abramovich lady. Uh, they're standing in front of a huge painting, and I forget the significance of the painting. I don't know if it's like something to do with Dante or I forget now, but there's a, definitely an occult meaning behind the painting. And I'm like, what's one of the most one of the wealthiest men in the entire world? How would he even give Abramovich? Yeah, the time of day serious. you know right yeah it's a um it's a oil painting uh pretty old of lucifer okay there we go i mean good grief yeah. how much more blatant could you can you yeah. be yeah and it's like i read on uh, i did this two episode thing uh like a year or so ago i don't know if you guys ever heard of um oh gosh i'm forgetting his first name his last name was collins john collins and so supposedly he had been a very high ranking witch and come from this elite family of Collins who had been witches for generations. But anyway, long story short, he supposedly was spilling the beans on everything that he had seen and he'd worked in the music business. And uh, he talked about how the uh, Rothschilds, as crazy as it sounds, would make a place for Lucifer at their conference table you know and I, I thought it sounds so stupid but i mean a lot of the things he said made sense and have happened but i don't know it's just like <laughs> makes you wonder yeah. maybe it's you know maybe he doesn't come there in the flesh or whatever but they're just like it's a symbolic thing i don't know yeah uh, absolutely well we've been doing this for a while this has been a fantastic show um, yeah that was great i want to ask you guys uh, one question i haven't heard anybody ask you guys a little bit different. Um, I want to ask you both, what is, you know, what did you get that was positive out of your times with the OTO and the Golden Dawn? So um, uh, NY will do you first. Uh, you, my own discipline from doing my own work. Uh, I've been able to shut off some of the voices in your head. You know, everybody's always got, you know, more than like five going on, you know been able yeah. to quiet myself. I've been able to realize uh, I've been able to be happy with who I am. Um, I'm proud of myself. I have more uh, self-worth, more dignity. Um, I can stay a little bit more focused. I've learned to be able to put passion into the stuff, you know, instead of giving up, um, I wouldn't have my show. You know, I, I would never even have thought of doing something like that or even putting myself out here like, that. you know, if it wasn't for being a, practicing some of the stuff I did. Um, and I've been able to come across experiences that I think can help try to, you know, explain stuff to other people. Um, you know, there was, there was some bad, but <clears throat> I was able to learn from it. But I, I think the biggest thing about it is that uh, I've been able to, to learn to be happy with who I am inside. And the biggest thing going on right now is people aren't happy with who they are inside at all. You know, people wake up, look in the mirror, and they hate themselves that they need to go out and get a Gucci bag or a new truck or, you know, ass injections or 
whatever. You know, not even, you know, being joking. It's like, you know, women wake up and fucking hate how they look by the, by the shit that you see going on nowadays. Mm-hmm. I have to, you know, and men are no different. So I'm not, I'm not putting them down, you know, and uh, that's a huge problem right now. And I think I, I was that person once I will admit it. I was that person, you know, 10 years ago. I'm so happy. I'm not now because I, I'm a much happier, truly happy person. And that was brought upon from doing the serious uh, psychological analysis on myself as a magician. That that I am I'm happy that I've experienced. Very cool, man. Great answer. All right, Lux. How about you, my friend? Um, I would say that yeah, I don't. I would say that it helped me to look at things through a lens to find the truth in the sense, not that they were giving me truth, but now that I knew what wasn't the truth, it eliminated a lot of the traps. It eliminated a lot of the false belief systems that I could have fallen into. And because of that experience, I really went um, on a journey to, to get it right and to, to find what real truth was and, and find what real natural law is and, and what real morality is and how, how do I, as a person every day, align myself, align myself with the truth and with morality and how do I, how do I make myself less of a fucking asshole? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, how do I, right. Stop being, stop being so self-centered and stop being so consumed with the ego. And I don't know if I would have gone, I don't know if I would have actually found those things had I stayed in. I think I might've just gotten more disillusioned and, you know, you can feel yourself, you can feel it happening. I think, what is the the quote, uh, New York Patriot about where it's like, you know, you're slowly getting pulled out to sea and then. Yeah. Yeah. Son of Sam even said something like that. It's like, it's like feeling like the ocean, like just pull you out into sea, into the sea. Right. And you just, you know, you first, you dip your toe in and then your knees are in. And then, you know, after too long, you can't even see the shore and you realize that you've adopted and taken ideas into your mind that have nothing to do with who you really are. It's just what someone, someone told you to be. And that happened to me um, when I realized who I was, I had realized that this was not for me. Yeah. Uh, one thing I, I definitely would say, um, and I, I sincerely don't mean to do this to, to plug someone else uh, on your show, but this, uh, he doesn't even really do work anymore as far as he doesn't, he's gotten pretty fed up with the whole situation of sort of where humanity is. But the work of Mark Passio, who is also a former secret society member, he's a former Church of Satan. He, uh, he's got a lot of really good material that honestly helped me more than anything I ever got in the hermetic world of the golden bar. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not, not to even plug somebody else, but I would would even say like, he's inspired me to, to an extent also to like, to even like question, like what, what am I doing in the OTL? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very cool, man. I mean, you guys, like, like I said, it's such a gift that you're bringing to people uh, NY on your solo show and, and also on occult rejects. And I'm just so glad that I ran into you guys. I've listened to all your shows already. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Uh, just, I mean, that's all I've listened to uh, since I first talked to NY. So, um, but would you guys mind telling us the best links to find your information? Cause I know you guys, uh, you guys got kicked off YouTube, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Bastards. <laughs> you guys are, you guys that only had what like six or eight videos on there and they yeah and they they said that it was because of an alephantis video that was three months old i don't i don't know if i buy that because it was two you, days after the shriners video you guys yeah. were hitting I mean, you guys hit too much truth and that's how they that's why they got rid of you for sure <laughs> said that we were bullying we were yeah. bullying alephantis cyber so, bullying yeah. yeah well yeah tell us the best links man that, that we can uh find your stuff no looks What's that? You can let them know. <laughs> um, you can find us on BitChute at the Occult Rejects. Uh, you can find us on Gab, Gab TV. Uh, same name. We're on uh, Rumble. A little bit on Library, LBRY. And uh, really, you can find us wherever uh, podcasts are streamed, the Occult Rejects. We have a website that's coming up soon. Um, it's just being built right now, so it shouldn't take too much longer, hopefully. And uh, you, you'll be able to find us there at theoccultrejects.com. Fantastic. Awesome, guys. And could you, uh, do you guys have another show in the works or are you already recorded or anything you can tease? Well, halfway, we recall, well, I think it might turn into probably like five episodes. Who knows? Maybe even more. <laughs> yeah. But because uh, we just have so much stuff. We did, we did so, so far, uh, we got two videos and we're going to drop all of them at once because I really, we both prefer everybody to see it all at once if they can. Um, something coming over the order of Quetzalcoatl and uh, Lux, you want to tell them the rest? <laughs> if yeah. you indulge any farther, you said, you know, I don't want to just take it, a, take it upon myself. But um, I mean, honestly, we just have some really ex explosive uh, research that we've done that has uncovered a lot of who, who's really moving uh, the wheels, who's moving um, everything in motion. And uh, it's, I think it's probably the most important, some of the most important research that I've ever done, certainly, but this will give you a very detailed idea as to the psychological operations that are going on right in front of our face, the ones that we fall into, the ones that we, you know, buy into and retweet. And, and uh, there are direct links to secret societies and intelligence agencies, and uh, we can prove it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. And I would love to have you guys on soon again, if you'd like to, and uh, definitely stay in touch. I know I'll be listening to the newest shows and watching the newest shows as soon as, as, soon as they come out. So nice. thank you both for uh, being on and Lux. It was great to meet you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I had a great time. This was good. Thank yeah. you. All right, guys, that was my show, the Oddcast with the occult rejects. How was that? Huh? I like both of these guys. And I got an email the last time I had New York Patriot on. And it was someone who doesn't like me very much anyway. And that's okay. You can't win them all. But the guy was telling me that I was a hypocrite for having NY Patriot on. Because I'd talked against the new age kind of mindset and all those teachings and Freemasonry and Jordan Maxwell and different guys like that. Fair enough. But here's the one big difference. New York Patriot and Lux, they are doing some of the same things that I'm doing by trying to tell people what this hidden symbolism means so they can parse it out and understand that they are being propagandized they're being manipulated, these dark occult tricks, this propaganda, nudge theory, and all this stuff, it all goes together. 
And so we have some of the same goals. And plus, I really like those guys. So that is my justification. I don't need a justification. They are providing great content and unique content. So there, that is my reasoning. And I hope that the rest of you enjoyed it. You guys can become a member of the Society of Cryptic Savants, where I put the shows up a week early, and I put up some extras from time to time. I'm going to try to start doing even more. The shows always go up there early. I'll try to do it a week ahead of time. And sometimes I'll throw on something special that's not on anything else. And I did that, I think, two weeks ago. I put an audio cast on there that's about 15 or 20 minutes long. And so I work in the value for value model. If you get some value out of this show, then help a brother out. Time is money. And so if you want to find me, it is patreon.com forward slash the odd man out. I want to thank my patrons. I want to thank Kilowatt, Cody, Sir Tim of the Tunnels, Damon, Aaron, David, Mr. Jack Allen from Conspiracy or Just a Coincidence, and James. Thank you guys so much for supporting me and helping a brother out. It really, really means a lot. And go check out Jack's show, Conspiracy or Just a Coincidence. If you haven't, he does great content. This guy is actually another truth seeker who puts the time in to read the books and do the research. And there's a lot of people who just have guests on all the time, so they don't have to do any of that. And and that's cool if that's your format, because, you know, those shows can provide great content as well. But that's not quite our thing. We like to mix it up. I praise anyone else who puts that time in. So thank you. And guys, I hope that you're doing great. I hope that your summers, despite COVID, I hope your summer is kicked off and, and it's it's fun and, and you're enjoying the good weather, if you're having good weather. And uh, I just thank you so much. I want to say cheers and blessings to you all. And remember, their order is not our order. See you guys. My head, my